John chapter 19, verses 28 to 30. After this, Jesus knew that everything had at last been fulfilled. I'm thirsty, he said, fulfilling what the Bible had said. There was a jar there full of sour wine. So they put a sponge filled with the sour wine on a hyssop rod and lifted it to his mouth. Jesus drank it. It's all done, he said. Luke chapter 23 verse 46 Then Jesus shouted out at the top of his voice, Here's my spirit, Father. You can take care of it now. And with that, he died. Crucifixion hurt. It was meant to. It was supposed to be utterly humiliating and agonisingly painful, and it was. Jesus was thirsty. That was the least of his problems, but he was thirsty. And it is the Gospel writer John who told us about Jesus' encounter with a Samaritan woman in which he told her that whoever drank the water he gave wouldn't ever be thirsty again, who would have a spring of water welling up to the life of God's new age, who tells us now that Jesus was thirsty and that all he got was sour wine or vinegar in some translations. In Psalm 69, the writer very much under the gun, laments that they put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. Now this is happening to Jesus. And here we see a sort of miniature of the gospel. Jesus thirsts and only gets something rather revolting to drink. But through all that he was doing for us, we get the spring of water that will never run dry. This is our God. And this is what he's like. If you want to see what God is like, what sort of a God he is, look at Jesus. In the Gospels, you'll see, you won't be able to avoid seeing a personality. And Jesus was God in human flesh. It is not possible for what we see in the character of Jesus to be different from the character of God. If you've got time to fill during the lockdown, you could do far worse than read the Gospels or read one Gospel. I'd suggest Luke if that's what you want to do. And just take in the personality of this astonishing man who has had more effect on this planet 
than anyone else who has ever lived on it. Yes, the lockdown. Where is God in all this? Has he abandoned us? Is the coronavirus his punishment on the world for turning away from him? The answer from the Bible to both these questions is a loud and heartfelt no. For what it's worth, it looks from here as if the rise of the coronavirus was due to the failures of human beings, yes. But if that's correct, it's cause and effect and not God being vindictive. He's right here in it with us. He's promised that he will never leave us or abandon us. We live in a world where plagues happened. They've happened before and will probably happen again. Where people die of cancer and drop dead of heart attacks. Both of these have happened in my family. And where some people do ghastly things to other people because they can. None of this is new. But in Jesus, God came to share in everything we experience. And on this day, to go all the way to this awful death, in order to defeat all the power of death, sin and rebellion, and to make it possible for God's kingdom to come. A kingdom in which, when it comes fully at Jesus' return, there will be no mourning or crying or pain anymore and in which God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And we can enter into that kingdom now, if we're not already in it, by simply saying yes to Jesus. In Genesis 1, it was on the sixth day of the week that God finished the work of creation. Now, on the sixth day of the Jewish week, Jesus says, it's all done. It's finished. What he had to do to make the new creation, God's kingdom's new creation, possible, is completed. As Jesus gives himself into God's hands, knowing that all that had to be done to deal with the problem of human sin and rebellion had been done, we too can give ourselves into the Father's hands, trusting that neither life nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from God's love in Jesus. On the sixth day, Jesus completed what he came to do. On the seventh day, he will rest, as God rested on the seventh day, as his work in creation was finished. The first day of the new week will be the first day of a new and wonderful chapter in the story of the world. Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph in the power of his victory through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, 
now and forever. Amen.